Ha! Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of My Orgasmic Life. And we are doing our limited series on becoming a better lover. So we're in chapter five, and we're going to talk about after sex conversation, after sex communication. All right. Juicy, juicy stuff. Woo! All right, so for anybody who's listening to this for the very first time and you're like, oh, wow, she's got a lot of stuff going on, um, who am I? I'm Gaia Morissette. I'm your holistic sexual wellness specialist and your hostess with the mostess. And um, we're going to talk about cha- on chapter five of, of the better Becoming a Better Lover series, excuse me. We're talking about after sex communication. So just a little bit of a recap. Um, you know, chapter one was know thyself, masturbation. Chapter two was communication, understanding verbal, nonverbal communication. Chapter three was before sex communication. Chapter four was during sex communication. Now, I forgot to talk about in chapter three, when we talked about before sex conversations, in our very first conversation we have, and we're trying to see what, if we're sexually compatible, I forgot to tell you about the importance of asking, what does each person like after sex? So when I say that, it's really important because if if you haven't, you've talked about what you like and what kind of sex you want to have and you, you know, you've talked during sex, you've had this great sexual experience and, and then um, one person's like, hey, when I'm finished like having sex, I want to cuddle for like a half an hour or an hour. And the other person's like, I want to get up and go pee, have a bath and, you know, make a sandwich <laughs> and watch some TV. So if you have those two different styles of like, we're done having sex, now I got shit to do, um, or you have, we've just finished sex and now we need to cuddle for the next hour or half an hour afterwards, even 10 minutes afterwards, um, you're going to have some serious disharmony. So remember to have that conversation, super important, have that conversation when you're figuring out if you're compatible. Okay, so I just needed to, as a, you know, remind you and add that into the, the sequence of things. All right, now, what is an after sex communication? So often we've been taught that we have sex, but we don't talk about sex. But in being a better lover, that's not the case. When you're a better lover, you're always communicating. The more you communicate, both verbally and non verbally, the better sex you get to have and the better you are in the sack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I love, and I like to call the after sex conversation as like the debrief time. And in this debriefing, we explore and have conversations about what the experience was like. We, it's like, uh, if you play sports, it's like, you know, looking at the after game, looking at the game footage and, and you know, and dissecting what, what went good, what was the highlight, what, uh, you know, what could we do differently next time? How could we improve, you know, our game? And, 
an after-sex conversation is basically the same concept. And the reason that you do this is so that you can totally improve your sexual experience with each other. Plus, it also creates a deep connection. There's a deep intimacy and a deep connection in in risking and sharing and talking about what actually just happened. And it allows us to drop into owning and taking responsibility and releasing any shame that we may have been carrying that we still may, might carry about, you know, having sex and not talking about it. Right. So there's a lot of benefits to, to getting into the habit of doing the after sex debrief conversation, as I like to call it. All right, that being said, there's some uh, potential problems and we need to talk about them. So let's, before we get into that, let's, let's break it down. What does the debrief look like? So you don't want to do the debrief right after, like right, right after you're done, coitus. <laughs> I never get to say that word very often. That's so much fun, coitus. <laughs> Anyways. Um, what you want to do is make sure that you have your kind of like, you know, your afterglow moment so that if you've had really fantastic, epic sex, what ends up happening is that your brain kind of has turned off. So you're kind of a little stupid in a good sort of sexy way. And that's not the time to be asking lots of questions and having a conversation. So you want to have that, that window between ending, you finish having sex, you do what you normally both like to do after sex. So for me, there's like, I have three things that I like to do right after sex. One, go pee. And this is to make sure that I don't get a urinary tract infection. <laughs> so it's good for everybody to go pee right after sex, right? Two. I usually am ravenously hungry. I've exerted a lot of energy. I'm both thirsty and starving. And I need to like hydrate and especially since I've had so many orgasms. So the next thing I like to do is go to the kitchen for a snack. My preference in snacks, which is incredibly orgasmic, is some kind of fruit because it's wet and it's juicy and it's sweet. So I'm getting my hydration and that thirst filled and the sweetness and it's delightful because I'm still in the afterglow of like everything is sexy. So I love to do eat food afterwards. Um, I know a lot of lovers I've had are like, I need to go make a sandwich. <laughs> It's okay, I get it. You're hungry. We just exerted a lot of energy because we did a really, really good job, right? So, you know, once I have my snack, then I'm ready. Then I'm ready to have a conversation. Then I'm ready for my debrief while I'm, you know, finished my snack or even, even while I'm eating my snack because now my brain's like awake because it took me, I had to wake up my brain to function enough to not be dangerous in the kitchen. So figure out what it is for you, that period of time that you want to do right after sex. And when your brain starts to come on and figure out what that timing is for both of you. 
so that you can understand that now this is a good time to have our debrief. You don't want it too far away from the experience, but you don't want it right after because your brain's still not on and you ruin your afterglow when you start to turn your brain on prematurely. All right, so important things to cover in the after sex debrief. We got, first you wanna talk about how fucking awesome that was, what you liked, and in detail, share, even though your partner was there, share in details the things that you, that you liked. Um, I, you know, the way that you liked the person touching you, the way they flicked your nipple, the way that their tongue went around the head of the, your penis, the way, like, go into descriptive details so your partner is learning like this is this is the point of this conversation is that you're sharing with your partner so that your partner can be like oh all right i'm gonna add that into my repertoire of my skill sets all right check all right that was a good move check all right miss i can pull that move out again sometime check so that's the point of the and it also really reinforces that you had a really good time and everybody had a really good time and and what were the things that you know you really really enjoyed okay so that's really important you want to start that conversation off from that place then you want to talk about your highlight like the highlight the thing that you were like oh my god that was so incredible and whatever that so incredible is please use descriptive words Use your words. This is where you're going to use all of that wonderful verbal communication skills that you've been mastering lately. Here, use them right here, okay? Because going into that highlight, again, adds into the person being like, oh, oh, okay. Because sometimes when we're having, we're in the throes of sex and sexual activity, um, we get the general just that our partner's enjoying it, but we may not know specifically what it is that they're doing that you are like is rocking your world and it could even be just a simple sound that you made or uh, a statement that you made that was really hot or a fantasy that popped into their head while you guys were doing x y or z or it, there could be anything so this is where we get the opportunity to really drop into that and get to learn what's happening completely during that sexual experience for your partner and it also gives you an opportunity to let your partner know what experiences were like epic for you. And then you want to go into, so some of those things that you're like, oh, there was a little tweaking there. Maybe we'd like to, maybe I'd like to explore that deeper. So an example might be um, your partner does, you know, uh, a new move for example, of, um, we'll take oral sex, all right? So your partner does this new oral sex move with their tongue and they add some hands and, and you know, there's this like incredible arousal that happens from this move, this move. And this arousal starts to pique your interest in like, for example, maybe they, you know, the position that they had you in made you feel incredibly like, sexy or made you feel incredibly vulnerable which incredibly turned you on or like some new thing kind of happened in that experience that you had never experienced before this is where we want to then go and talk about exploring that further or deeper 
you know, maybe your partner spanked you for the very first time and hit you and you're like, oh, that's fucking hot. All right, let's go explore that a little bit. Or your partner, you know, grabbed you, you know, in that throes of ecstasy and grabbed your wrists and kind of pinned you down for a second. And you're like, oh, that's kind of hot. Like there's these little moments that happen in, in every sexual experience that we can then allow ourselves to be like, hmm, maybe we want to go expand that and explore that a little bit further. Okay. So that's, that's a great place to also talk, start talking about where we might want to go and what do we want to explore? That was really good. Let's do more of those things or whatever. Okay. The next, and so this is the hard piece. Okay. So all those pieces should be fairly, fairly easy and it allows you to like connect with each other and feel really good and all that kind of stuff. Now, here's, here's the kicker. <laughs> this is also the time when you're going to share with your partner something, things that you think could be done differently that would have felt better or can be improved on. Okay. I know. You're like, what? <laughs> no, we can't talk about that. We're taught. We're so taught that we don't talk about everybody's egos so intense, like in a bad sort of way, is so fragile. And if you were to say to your lover, hey, you know, when you when you get really rough with my whatever, it doesn't feel as good as when you're softer with it, right? Um, or, you know, I really liked this, but then, you know, you use that word and I really pulled me out of that experience. And so I wasn't able to fully have that, you know, experience the way that I would normally, or the way that I could have had, I could have had more pleasure in that moment if we hadn't used this word. Um, or like there's, there's things like, or, you know, um, you know, I love, I love the way that you, you know, you know, that you fuck me. However, um, I was wondering if we could try doing it in this position and see how that feels or, you know, doing it, uh, you know, changing your rhythm or your speed or, you know, when you really had this speed, I really liked it. And then you shifted over to that speed. I, I didn't really enjoy it as much. And that's really, really, it's not about, you suck because this is where the rejection part kicks in, right? This is where people are like, oh my God, you're telling me that I'm no good in bed. That's not what you're saying. What you're saying is, if you notice, I always started before I said what I would like different. I talked about what I enjoyed in that experience and what I could enjoy more of. Or there was something that it really brought me out of my head. It brought me into my head and I wasn't able to be in my body or whatever. It's not about what you're doing is wrong and that you suck in bed. And when you're sharing that, it's really important that you are completely 100% in that emotional energy that's around that. Okay. Do not be like, Oh, you know what? I don't know what the fuck you thought you were doing, but that felt awful. <laughs> There's a big difference between I would like something interesting, something different or, or more of something and, or less than something than 
you suck. What is wrong with you? You dropped on your head. What are you, an idiot? When you move into that energy and that comes through your words, then you are being mean and malicious and 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 not sexy on any level. And no one is ready to receive that. So it's really important that when you're coming from that place, that you're coming from the correct, the, the right place of, hey, let's talk about how we can get better, even better at what we're doing. Um, and, and not internalizing it and not taking it personally. And this is really important. Like it's not, you, it's not about your skill set. It's about somebody asking for what they want and need and desire. And if they want need and desire something different than what you typically do, that doesn't make you sucky in bed. And it doesn't make them awful for wanting that. The whole point of being a good lover and being a rock star in the sheets and being kick-ass, you know, kick-ass sex god or goddess is you ultimately want to give the most amount of pleasure possibilities to your partner or partners if you're in an orgy situation, <laughs> okay? So that is crucial. That is key. It's not about, well, what did I get out of it? Yes, you get awesome benefits of it and your partner, see, this is the beautiful thing, and your partner... <laughs> is also excited about giving you as much pleasure as possible. So when they're asking for the things that really light them up so that they can go from like, that was like really good sex to, oh my God, that was glorious sex to, oh my God, that was transcendent sex. It's because you are capable and it's safe to ask for what you need. Sometimes you can't ask for it in the moment because it's the moment, but after the debriefing, this is a great opportunity to be like, hey, you know, it would be kind of cool if we explored that, or it would be kind of cool if we did a little less of this and a little more of this. That is like learning about each other and expanding that. So don't, right, here's, here's my very clear boundary. This is what I'm going to say. Do not fucking take it personally, <laughs> Okay. Because that, if you react to this whole like, oh my God, how could you even say that to me? I'm so devastated. I'm so hurt. You're such an awful human being. Um, or, oh, what, you think I don't, I don't know what I'm doing? Oh, you don't think I'm any good? These things are not sexy. These attitudes are not sexy. And what you're going to do is fundamentally stop your partner from being able to verbally communicate with you what they need because it's a, it's hard for them to say those things to you just like it'll be really hard for you to say those things at first to your partner and and because you're like we're so programmed to be like we just we only ever say good things and we never say things that we want that may cause uh, people to feel bad and the only reason that people feel bad is because they internalize it that's not about you <laughs> Um, so here's an example. Okay. So I'm going to give an example of, of this. One of my lovers, actually my primary partner, he actually is the one that has really, really taught me to like really, truly lean into this after sex debrief. 
And we needed to have those conversations because he had a hard time kind of communicating during the, the sexual experience of what was going on for him. And so in order for me to learn to be a better lover for him, I needed to ask a lot of questions and I needed to find out what he needed and what he liked and what he didn't like and, and how we could explore that. Um, because I really wanted to rock his world. And, and he really truly wants to rock my world. So I said to him, and this was, and, and we had been having lots of these great conversations for a long time. And but I was going to tell him that he was horrible at spanking. Like, that, <laughs> and of course, I didn't say those words, all right, when I said it. But internally, I was like, it's like he, he, he wants to spank me because I like to be, you know, I like the rough rawr and I, I like to spank and I like to be spanked. And, um, and every time he would like kind of hit me, I was like, what is going on? Like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's not it's not aggressive. It's kind of, it was like, it was distracting me. It was like, it was totally distracting me in what I was going to get off. I was and and so I needed to tell him, like, teach him how to spank me. If, he, if he's going to spank me, then to do it the way that I like it, the way that is going to get me off. And I was worried, like, I was worried that if, if I said this to him, he was going to stop trying new things and he was going to internalize it and all this stuff, even though he's proven to me over and over and over again that he doesn't, he doesn't internalize shit. Right. But I still, and, and as, as much as I like to, you know, communicate what I need and I want, I still in that moment couldn't like, Oh my God, there's no way. So I said to him like, okay, please don't take a, we're doing our after debrief sex conversation. And I'm like, all right, don't take offense, but I don't like the way you spank me. <laughs> I need you to, if you're going to spank me, which I love that you want to, um, I need you to do it like this. And he looks at me and he's like, all right. <laughs> That's it. That's all he said to me. He's like, all right. And I was all like, you're not hurt, right? You're not upset, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, if you want to be spanked in a certain way, I want to do it the way you want to do it. So thanks for sharing with me. And, and, and while I'm actually doing it, it would be great if you could communicate with me what you need in that moment. I was like, wow. And that really was like an amazing experience for me because I was so worried that I was going to hurt his feelings and that in, and in, in response to hurting my feelings and going outside of his comfort zone, that he would never try to go outside of his comfort zone again. So now when he spanks me, he does it right. He does it the way I like it. And if he doesn't, if he's not doing it the way that, that uh, I like it, I can be like, hey, hit me harder. However, we play all sorts of games, so there's different things that I would have said that way. But anyways, yes, I would have told him what I needed. All right, so there, it, it is incredibly beneficial. Now, how do we learn how to do this? Because we don't know how to have these kind of conversations. Even like I said, like a story I just told you, uh, for all the years that I have been communicating and asked for what I need, like that was a stressful moment for me to ask him to spank me differently. All right, so here's my tool to give you to practice. 
we have two different sides of this to practice so that when you're in these situations, you are not going to internalize and take offense and be drama queen and be a drama king and be like, oh my God, how could you, how could you tell me I'm horrible in bed, right? So that that doesn't happen. All right. So the first one is I want you to pick a really kind and loving, but honest friend. And I want you to say to them, hey, I'm learning how to hear people ask for things that are different than what I do and not internalize it. Tell your friend what you're doing before you do this, okay? So that, and then ask, then ask your friend, hey, do you think you might want to uh, participate in this? <laughs> you want to help me out? So don't just do it. We want consent, okay? Get consent before you like basically kind of throw your friend under the bus. <laughs> Make sure that they're on board with it, okay? All right, so you're going to ask that you've, you've, you've set up the conversation, you've set up the consent, you've told your friend that you're working on this thing. Can they help you out? They said, sure. And what you're going to ask is, you're going to say, so is there anything I can do differently to improve our friendship? And I want you to like allow yourself to receive what they're saying. Don't internalize it. If you have those feelings come up, those rejection feelings, those reactive feelings, like take it in like, and just keep saying, I asked the question because I want to be a better friend. I asked the question because I truly want to be a better friend. <laughs> and so whatever it is that they're asking for, this will help to improve our friendship. This isn't about me being a sucky friend. This is about improving our friendship. And that's what you're going to say to yourself to over and over and over again until you uh, actually uh, can calm the fuck down and actually listen to what your friend is saying and then go do whatever that thing is. Okay? So that's, that's, that's one. That's the first part. Go team go. <laughs> All right. Second part is you may want to ask the same friend or you may want to ask another friend, okay? So what you're going to do, and it's really important that you don't ask the same friend on the same day this thing because otherwise it doesn't, it may feel more like a re, uh, a, uh, uh, how do I want to put it, as a, as a acting out than it is legitimately like coming from a place of love, all right? So like you told me how I suck so I'm going to tell you how you suck right so we we want to make sure if you're going to use the same friend make sure it's not on the same day that you have the first conversation with them okay all right then you're going to do the opposite what you're going to do is again you're going to set up consent whoever you're talking to and say hey I really am working on being able to give people feedback and to receive feedback from others without internalizing it. And so ask your friend if they want to participate with you and if they'd be open for you to um, communicate with them and give them some feedback on something that you would enjoy differently so that you can practice talking about this. Um, if they say yes, then what you're going to do is I want you to say, give your, 
you know, make sure you take a moment and you're going to be like, this is what I think would really help improve our time together or an experience together. So take something specifically. Don't take your whole friendship. I want you to take a specific activity, like maybe going to the market. It, you know, it, you know, it would make it our, our time together better if you um, showed up on time. Or it would make our time awesome together if you, um, you know, improved if, you know, we had a system or something. Okay. So think of a thing that is very specific to improve an experience with that person. All right. So that's it. That's all. If you're like, holy shit, Gaia, this is like way, 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 way advanced. I can't do this. Well, then start practicing in your debrief time, just the good and the highlights and the things that you want to explore, okay? Until you can start, till you feel comfortable in not freaking out and feeling rejected when somebody gives you feedback that will make their experience better for them and improve the experience for both of you and that you can say it to somebody else, okay? And remember, I am available. I am around. If you need support, you can come take courses with me. You can come do one-on-ones with me. I now have ask me a question um, sessions, which is like a 10-minute session with me. So you can ask me a specific question that you don't want everybody to know that you have. Um, so please visit me at succulentliving.com. And you can find me on all the social media platforms under Gaia Morissette. And I hope you uh, learned a lot in our chapter five, after sex communication of our Becoming a Better Lover series as part of my orgasmic life. That's it. That's all. Bye-bye.